Congratulations, you. You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. Yes, you are. Hi. Hello. Welcome Welcome to to Required Required Reading. Reading. I'm Charlie. And I'm Amy. And we are two unqualified Otago students. And in this podcast, we discuss books and sometimes their adaptations, mostly so we can avoid our uni work. In this episode, we are talking about Cherub, the entire 12-book series by Robert Muchmore. And no, we are not talking about those sequel series. We're talking about how James could walk so breathers could run. Humongous jugs. Getting talent scouted at seven and the utter mistreatment of every single female character in this entire series. Stay tuned to find out more. Alright everyone, so welcome back to part two of Cherub. Um, When we initially started this episode, we didn't anticipate it to be this long. No. Um, But turns out... We have a lot to say. We have a lot less notes than usual, um, which is why we're both in kind of a, a constant state of shock. Exactly. About this. Um, and we've had kind of a day in between. Yes. Um, this recording, because we were just horrifically hungover yesterday. Yeah. Um, sorry to this man. Sorry to this man. <laughs> <laughs> but we did have a rainbow magic party is what we were doing it was book related okay everybody came as a different fairy character yeah yeah if you follow us on instagram you would have seen that um but yeah we're back to part two day two Mm -hmm. um ready to go is it going to be a part three maybe (laughs) maybe (laughs) honestly at this rate probably um honestly though i've been thinking i was thinking about this this morning and i actually feel like this process has been quite cathartic yeah because i feel as though i've been thinking about these things for 10 years yeah. You know, I've been yeah, yeah. thinking about all of these things and I've never articulated them. I've never really figured it out. And now I feel like I've had, I'm going through therapy. Yeah, yeah. And now you have to figure them out. Exactly, exactly. So. CBT of C H E R U B. Of AFM, of you know, of UBS, of UBS, of um, TAB, of TBT, of Critic, OOTD. Gosh, love acronyms. Yeah, okay. especially when they're really good. <laughs> All right, so let's let's jump into this. Yeah. Um, I think that the most important question that we need to start with is, um, should there be a Cherub TV series? I think this is a very divisive question. Well, what do you think? What's your gut telling you? My gut yeah. is telling me no, because I don't think that I would like to see most of the events um, recreated with real children. With age, age with age-appropriate children. children. Such, yeah. as, such as 13-year-old Nicole overdosing on cocaine. On cocaine like and I bleeding just, out of her nose. And like, I just dying. don't think that's something that we need to see Look, on to Netflix. be honest, I think that's kind of a fair point of view. Yeah. I think you, that's probably quite a strong one to have. I also... Look, I don't... Maybe when I was 13, maybe I wanted to see 13-year-olds talk about sex. Oh, yeah. But as a 21-year-old, shut no. up, tiny baby. Yeah. Shush, baby. Shush, baby. Baby. Snop it. Snop it, baby. (laughs) But the thing is, I feel like the concept would make a great TV show. Like, I'd love to see kids spies being really successful and slaying the game, doing what they do best, beating baddies and being the bestest. (laughs) We love children. But I just... Did you watch Alex Ryder? 
Nor yes, is that the one with the de- with the with massive the jellyfish? Giant jellyfish, the, the crusty, dusty jellyfish that's in that container, and he has that special toothpaste given to him by Stephen Fry, which burns a hole in glass. Yes, I do remember that. Oh, that's yeah. the only scene that I and remember Mickey from Rourke that though. And Mickey Rourke was on it, and yeah. he is genuinely terrifying. <laughs> He is terrifying. I had nightmares. Have you seen what he looked like before he got all of that Botox? No. Beautiful man. You know... It just makes me sad. Botox and plastic surgery really is a slippery slope. It really, really is. Do you know what's even more of a slippery slope? When we go off on a tangent. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was just about to dive into a discussion of lip fillers. (laughs) Okay, so... Do you know what is one thing that I found really interesting? When I sort of... Wait, I'm not. I'm not finished with the TV show yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what else do you have to say? I'd like us to kind of um, brainstorm what we would like to see in a TV show. Okay. If, if somebody is out there from the Cherim TV show production team, and and they were looking for some kind of, I don't know, some data on what people think about what they want, you yeah. know, what would we want? I would want yeah. number one, diverse casting. Absolutely, absolutely. I think that, that, you know, it is relevant Mm. to say that we are highly qualified to be talking about um, being showrunners of TV shows. So Considering um, when we were maybe... What, it was 2016? So we were um, embarrassingly old. We were probably 16. We were at Um, a a kind of a family holiday with our parents and their friends. And we hid ourselves away in a small bedroom. And we pretended to study for our NCA exams. (laughs) And the, the small children would come in and go, come play with us. And we'd be like, go away, Jamie. I'm doing my study for my very important exams. <laughs> and then once they left, we'd wait for a few minutes and then we'd cackle. Yeah. And then we said, time to continue with our master project, which was? Which was writing a season-long plan on what a Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone Netflix series would series look, like. look like. Um, and you know what? It was good. Maybe one day we'll do that as a mini episode and we'll talk through all of our ideas. <laughs> but I'd like to leave it saying that I already drew up the art, like the concept art for the opening sequence. <laughs> and I have that on my wall at home. And I believe I started writing the first scene, but I got bored. Yeah, um, <laughs> We're great at grand plans. Yeah. But okay, what would I want to see in this TV show? I would like to see real stakes. I would like it to actually not be made for kids. I'd like it to be made from exactly my age. Yeah. Which I don't know what that would mean, considering that in my previous statement, I said that I want no adult themes. So yeah. this is interesting. See, I want dark and gritty, but I also want funny and goofy. I want good action. I want great action. And I want so many gadgets. It's unreal. Yeah. Go, go, gadget. Okay. Something that I found Mm -hmm. interesting when I was, like, collating all of my thoughts on Mm -hmm. Cherub, all 12 books, there's a lot of them. Doing your recap. Doing my recap, doing my research. And by doing research, I do just mean reading the plot summaries on Wikipedia. That's research. (laughs) I don't care what anybody says. I swear to God, all of my... English professors have been like, Wikipedia is your friend. Yeah, it is. And um, I just remember in high school, they were like, you can't use Wikipedia at university. Well, fuck you. Yes, I can. I'm over this Wikipedia shaming, honestly. Look, it's, it's a great a really resource. good resource. Like, it's, it's generally pretty factual. It's so concise. It's yeah. 
fantastic. It's just so good. The There's layout's a perfect so amount simple. Of, layout's so simple. There's a perfect amount navigate. of detail. Yep. And you feel like you're, you always come away with, with some sort of knowledge. And you can play that game when you're bored by clicking the, same, the first hyperlink until yeah, it gets yeah, yeah. back to philosophy. It's always fun, isn't it? It's always... God, that's such good fun. <laughs> We're not bored in lockdown. <laughs> no, not at all. We're definitely not going stir-crazy. <laughs> but yeah, when yeah. I was doing my intense, intense research, research on Wikipedia, yeah. I found that there were quite a lot of the villains in these books mm. actually have very moral... Uh, motivations. Motivations. Yeah. Like, there are two who are strictly eco-terrorists, mm-hmm. only attacking sort of oil rigs, yep. oil conferences. Yep. Those are the only two things I can think of. But then there's also, like, the Animal Federation movement, or whatever yep. it was called, and they were all about fighting animal cruelty. Yeah. Which I think... I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yeah, see, I... I think it's so interesting because I think a real marker of YA fiction is that it does often set out what is good in quotations yes. and what is bad. Yeah. And I was watching a TikTok and somebody was breaking this down. Why? And because I think a lot of people in the in the booktube community have been overly harsh on adult fiction because they've been like, it says blah 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 blah. But the thing about adult fiction is they're just creating an experience and like moments and you have to decide what you think about it and whether it's right or wrong or not they don't lay it out but why it does but why it does yeah because you, you've got an audience where they where they're actually that it's part of their development to learn what they believe is good and, and you know whatever yeah but i think what's really interesting is cherub doesn't do that yeah and i it, i I really, I, I actually think that I do like it because I like that you have to differentiate the morals, well, mm-hmm. the ends from the means. Yeah. You know, and actually, like, there's a quite a lot of sympathetic um, discussion around these different villains. Yeah, of, like, definitely. You know, these kids are going, well, there's, they're actually doing. They also really like them as well. They, they usually really like them, and usually there's, like, really good people that they have to befriend. Yeah. You know, that they become quite friendly with, and James usually sleeps with them. Um, and then cheats on them. And then cheats on them, and then, you know, it's a whole cycle. But I think it's... I quite like that aspect of putting it into into children's books. And also, I think, when I was reading them as a child, I felt this kind of sense of trust that it was like I was old enough to handle this but it was also still even though (laughs) looking back at our rehab these books were brutal yeah but like they they still although like I've said that they they didn't really like handhold moral values if you will yeah they did enough that like you could see why these people were fine these villains were like fine but you could also you also always knew where they went too far. And I reckon that is such a huge thing, especially in YA books, mm-hmm. because when you're a teenager, yeah, it's so irritating when mm. people just don't think that you can handle things. Yeah. And so... Or you're I, not old enough. You're not old you enough. Are, you're you'll not mature understand enough. when you're older. When you, and so it's quite... Yeah. It was... I remember it was quite nice to be yeah. reading books with what I deemed to be really ad, adult themes. Yeah. And for the author to be like, you can handle this. Yeah. You know, you can read these sorts of yeah. hard, hard-hitting, quote-unquote, books and understand everything and um, so I, and, and be able to take it on board and mm. read it 
maturely. Yeah. And I really liked that. I really liked that. And I think, like, it set the bar quite high for what I was looking for. Yeah. With villains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, I don't even... Not even villains, just conflict. Like... Yeah. Um, that's why I think there was quite a lot of YA that I just didn't... I can't... I couldn't keep going. Like, I had to just DNR them. Like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Just put them down. Because I was, like... It's like me and my brother joke about... Um, I think it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. How they have that, um, that like, villain called Malachi, and he's just purely evil. Yeah. And that's all he is. And, like, there's no... He's literally just evil for the sake of being evil. There's evil no person. explanation. There's yeah. no, he's got no motivation. He's... It's just the entire film is, like, this man's so very evil, and then he turns up and he's like, ha-ha, I'm so evil. How maybe boring. it was in Thor. I think it was in Thor, the second Thor. But it's honestly, it's, they're all the same. They've literally the same universe. <laughs> Makes no God, difference. There's like 58 hours of of film on on the MCU. Yeah. Something and now like they're that. making TV shows. I know. Loki when are they going to stop? Though. Apparently, Loki's going to need a boyfriend. God, I hope so. We love queer representation. We do. But <laughs> I, I also think, like, beyond just the moral complexities mm. of the villains, I also think it's really cool because there's a lot of gang villains yeah. in the book, but it's also made very clear that they are not targeting the gangs. Yeah. They are targeting the, the head, head of, the, of gangs. the gangs. And also, and yeah. Everybody else is just a person. Yeah. And they can be a friend. They could be a foe. Yeah. You know, like, everybody can be nice, can be good, has the capacity to... Um, to uh, do wrong. Yeah. I think it's a really cool way to present conflict for a children's book because, as is life, if you will, yeah. that, like, there are plenty of people that you can categorise as bad that, at their core, that they're a good person. You know, yeah, like, yeah. good people do bad things, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This exactly. is why we can't have nice things. Read Taylor Swift reputation, if you will. <sighs> God. God, that was a good album. Aren't they all, though? Yeah, absolutely. While saying all of these great things, mm-hmm. Cherub was also porn. Literal oh, porn. Really hardcore. Porn hub. Pov twink fuck <laughs> porn. Step brother. Step brother finds <laughs> stuck do- step daughter in the washing machine. Pov to very, very friendly roommate in the same bed. <laughs> Like, seriously, this was Pornhub realness. It was, you know that TikTok where it's that that, um, audio that's like the start of Rihanna, I think, and it's like, why do I feel like this? (laughs) That was That was all of Cherub. I was like, I'm all tingly. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, what is this feeling? (laughs) Yeah, why do I feel? It's the same kind of feeling that you have when your mum's like, yeah, I put a bit of white wine in the pasta sauce. Yeah. And it's like cooked off and you're like, I'm so... Oh, my God, I'm fucking wasted. I'm fucking wild, but I am free. (laughs) Oh, my God, it's exactly the same (laughs) feeling. And, like, the reason why I, like, like that to the other is because, like, having reread these books as an adult, very tame. Like... No, there's actually no sex scenes. There's a lot of talk about sex, but it's... There's no sex scenes... Um, at all. No. But it was enough. It was... God, it was more than enough. Because this was... I swear, everyone's sexual awakening. Absolutely. We read these and we said, we're ready now. I'm ready to have sex. Cherub cracked the door open, which then... Cherub walked... I'm going to drop that metaphor. I don't know how to finish it. I'm going to say instead... Cherub Cherub walked walked so so their skins could run. (gasps) 
Am I wrong? No. Okay. No, you're not wrong. I'm going to go back to the metaphor that I dropped, okay? Cherub cracked open the door and then Skins kicked it open with the sexual awakenings, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. God, Cherub was just hot, steamy. Yeah. Just big titties. Big titty. <laughs> like, and just everybody was described as like hot, and yeah, beautiful. And there was fit. literally no fit character birds. was like such a fit bird. <laughs> <laughs> they were all fit birds. My question to you is: Yeah, quick fire. Give me three sexual awakenings. Oh, over my lifetime. Yeah, or give me more if you've got if you can reel them off quickly like that. Okay, we're gonna go top three. We've got the cherub bathtub scene. I mean, we've talked about it, but at the time I didn't understand it. And yeah. it was the first sex scene I'd ever read in my yeah, life. Fair enough. And so I was like, oh my God, is that what sex is going to be like? Is that how I'm going to lose my virginity? It wasn't. It wasn't. Um, it was nippleless Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, was it sorry? Was, wasn't expecting that. Was it something about the nippleless that was sexy to you? I don't know, maybe. He was uh-huh. just. And, and, like, he had that vest yeah. that kind of covered up half of his body, but, like, not really at yeah. all. And he was, like, basically just fully shirtless. Yeah. Yeah, love that. Um, <laughs> all about it, girly. And then, at the, um, okay, my third sexual awakening would ha- just have to be, it would have to be, oh, my God, I'm scared. Three, two, one. Ben 10. <laughs> <laughs> the second season where he's a bit older or the, or the one when he's young? Not the one where he's nine. <laughs> <laughs> he the, was hot, though. The t- all, I mean, all of them. Ben, Gwen... They, Sven. They rhymed. <laughs> ben, Gwen, Sven. Blin. <laughs> ben, Gwen and whoever the other man was were all hot yeah, teenagers. Yeah, they were. And the smacking of the wristwatch, I think, really had something. God, didn't it just... And then turning into ugly monsters, I was like, he's in touch with his, you know, ugly side. He is confident in his masculinity. Seriously. Anyway, what are your three? The first one that comes to mind. You know The Incredibles? Of course. You know that slinky woman? Oh, my God. With the blonde hair, and she's always in the dark, and she's so curvy. Yeah. She was so she hit different, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, young Simba when he comes back from being not with, baby Simba, not baby Simba, teenage enough. Simba, teenage Simba. Yeah, he is hot. He's hot, and even more so, childish Gambino, Simba, teenage Simba. I haven't seen that movie. It's genuinely pretty good. I liked it. And I'll stay for the hot lion. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> stay for the hot lion. <laughs> Thomas Brody sings. <laughs> Oh my god! In which In one? Game of Thrones. A Game of Thrones. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, um, him and Nanny McPhee. <laughs> <laughs> no, him in Game of Thrones, or oh, Freddie Highmore too. He was. Oh yeah. Oh, different. Oh my god. Oh my god. You can tell oh. me right now, Freddie Highmore. Also, that scene in Love Actually mm-hmm. when Laura Linney. Is and like the hot kissing Italian. with that hot guy, oh and she's got God. those freckly arms, and she's so and pale, he, and he's so tan, and they're just like, oh my God. oh my God, oh my God. As a child, I was like, what is this crack cocaine? <laughs> Seriously, it's like I'm hot and flustered, <laughs> and bothered with right now, quite frankly. Yeah. God, that scene, and I remember always being like, no, don't answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I'm free as a bird, far away. And you're like, shut up, you've hurt him. You've hurt him. <laughs> like, you can see it. It's irreparable. Yeah. I 
I would like to talk about Lauren and how she was done, did dirty, if you will. Seriously. And what I'd like to say first and foremost, I'll get into why I love Lauren so much in a minute. But when they finished, so cherub agents can only really be cherub agents until they're 17. Yeah. Because otherwise people think that they are narcs and spies. Yeah. Which they are both narcs and spies. (laughs) Grasses. (laughs) Snitches. Um, Plebs. Oh my God. Anyway, so they can only really go until they're 17. Yeah. And so Robert Muchmore, if you will, couldn't write much more about he wrote a much less about Lauren than he did about James. <laughs> and and by the by Shadow Wave, he couldn't write much more, if you will, no. about James. And so we all thought, and by we all, I'm talking about me and my brother, we all did think. Well, because do you also remember, in the last three books, he left like little clues at the right at the end of each mm-hmm. book, and it was like, I'm writing another series at the end of this one, because we all knew the yep. end was coming. And also, Lauren became progressively more and more a main character. Yeah. And so we all thought that she was going to take over the series and we were going to... Because she was only, like, 14 or something at the end. Yeah, the world's over. she's three years or, like, four years younger than James. And, like, she could have had four good books, five good books in her. And he went, I see you. But I'm ignoring you. Yeah. For Ryan. Yeah, for Ryan and the other one. Ryan who? And I read that first book and I was like, this is straight trash. And why are they in Kyrgyzstan? And then it didn't even... Kyrgyzstan? 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 I don't know. (laughs) Moving (laughs) on. But like, genuinely, why would you... Oh my God, I just... I'm so angry at her. Why would you build an entire character just to abandon her? Like it was nothing. And like... It didn't even work, the new characters. He no. just brought James back. And it's, like, mostly about James as, like, a mission controller now. Boring. Which is ridiculous. And also, let's get on to why Lauren is genuinely the best character in the entire series. So true, yeah. She's not, one, morally bankrupt like yeah. James. She's actually, like, at her core, a very good person. Yeah. She's intelligent. She's kind of a bitch sometimes. She's funny. She's the best agent. She's the best she agent. She up for herself. She's completely selfless. She has style, okay? She was always getting her ears pierced and dyeing her hair black. Like, what a queen. She broke the rules so that she could give some food to, like, her friend's boyfriend. No, her friend's little brother. Oh, even better. And then she got this punishment that went on for three months and she did it every single day without complaint. She did blackmail James, though. She did, but that was because she was being blackmailed. By who? No, just kidding, that was later. (laughs) There was, but we'll about- take that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I think she probably was. Otherwise, she wouldn't she have done it. She could do no wrong in my eyes. <laughs> Literally. And also, she had such a fun relationship with Rat. And, like, he was big, like, I'm in love with you. And he, she was like, haha, shut up. I love you and too. And when she was 12, quietly. she was the getaway driver from their prison and um, whatever that one was. Maximum security. Maximum security. She was. At 12. Yeah. The getaway driver. Okay. And a better driver than James. And like I remember I, that. she always stole the scene. She did. You know, she would come in and I'd be like, shut up, James. I want to see what Lauren's doing. Yeah. And also, she was always more resourceful and, like, better at missions. Her missions, her side missions, genuinely so good. And, like, I just, as someone that does write stories, kind of now, and does creative writing. Yeah, same. I d- <laughs> 
I just like can't imagine if I if I had figured out this really good character. I yeah. just I don't know. I just genuinely don't understand why he wouldn't lean into that. Well, look. Maybe it was because he thinks. I think it's got something to do with the fact that I think maybe it was that the the audience was mostly young boys. Sexism. Sexism. You it know? comes down to sexism. It's the same. It's probably the same reason as why J.K. Rowling felt the need to have Harry as the main character instead of a female, a Harriet, if and you will. And also make her name J.K. J.K. Joanne. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Is her name Joanne? Yeah. Something like that. Um, but, like, I just think it was such a wasted opportunity, also because he had really built up such a loyal fan base. male fan base. And yeah. how cool would it have been to, like, have a switcheroo and be like, and uh, now we've got a girl boss <laughs> yeah. heading the series for the next four books. Yeah. Read it and wait. And see, the thing is, is the boys that I've talked to about it are 100% agreement. They loved Lauren. She Everyone was... loves, like, Hunger Games. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I hated it, but... <laughs> yeah, but let's not get into that. Because <laughs> otherwise this will come into a Hunger Games argument show. Mm-hmm. But that's an example of... I just I just think it's stupid and Robert Muchmore's just stupid. I mean yeah. he's great, but he's also I stupid. I just think it's kind of cowardly. Like It is cowardly. I, like I think he probably f- didn't know how to write from a fem- like a girl perspective. As is f- actually very clear. Yeah, absolutely. In the books. Big titties, well-fit birds. Yeah, Lauren is literally the only well-written Oh, Zara because probably she's an adult. Yeah. But Lauren is the only one that is like a real three-dimensional character that yeah. James... Wait, wait, what's his name? Robert, like, explores. Yeah. All of the other... Even, like, the main female characters, like Carrie, who's in every single book. Yeah. She is never fully developed. You never really find out much about her. That's a great segue to how do you feel about Carrie? I think she was underutilised and served as a plot point, like most of yeah. the female characters. Yeah, I agree. How do you feel about her? I feel like... I don't know. It just makes me really upset how much... Like, we went on Reddit, right? And there was so much discourse, and I assume it's from young men, about how much they fucking hated Carrie. The discor- and how- I would just like to disclaim that the discourse we did find on Reddit was, I would say, 90% in meme form. It was. <laughs> but there was... We weren't reading essays. No. But there was still this undercurrent of, like, extreme hatred for Carrie. Yes. And, like... She just didn't deserve that. No, like, she, she didn't. wasn't. I I don't think that she was a great agent. No, she was technically good, but she didn't seem to have the instinct that James and Lauren had. Yeah, and I think she was just written so poorly that you couldn't help but hate her. And like, what do you even hate her for? Like, she gets upset. She gets upset that her boyfriend cheats on her. Unreasonable. What a bitch. Yeah. Like, what is that? And I just, I just, I don't know. I feel the same way with Dana. Yeah. Like, just both of James's main girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, they're, they're pretty similar. Yeah. They're both shown as... Angry. Angry, inferior agents. Yeah. Inferior people in general. Yeah. Sex objects. Yeah. And, and they're 14-year-old girls. Yeah. So it's weird. And they're just underwritten, underutilised... And there's just so much potential. Yeah. Like, there's so much potential in Carrie. She could have been a really cool character. She could have been someone that, at times, you didn't like. Yeah. Which would have been awesome. Like, it would have been really Like, good. that would have been great if it was intentional. And if... Like, it's, like, intentional to yeah. be, like, we want you to dislike her 
kind of like James. Mm. James is a very dislikable character. He makes a lot of bad decisions. You don't have to make your characters likable. But they need to be real. They need to be real. And you also need to be able... You need to be able to root for them at the end of the 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 day. And he made it quite difficult to root for female characters. Also, I think the other thing that Kerry gets shortchanged with is the fact that she's... She's the moral compass. Yeah. In the series. Yeah. And she is always telling James what he needs to do that's right. And I think people see that as, like, such a, like, goody-two-shoes kind of... A naggy. A naggy, like, always wanting him to change yeah. himself. When actually she's literally only being like, if you don't do this, you're actually a bad person. Like, yeah. And also, fuck off. And her one heroic scene in basically all 12 of the books is when she beats up a domestic abuser. Yeah. Instead of James. And that's like her big heroic moment. And this isn't on a mission. Mm. This is when they're working at a drive-thru. Yeah. And it's like... And when, when they're in, like, a subplot, too. Also, and it's just like, he, he are you fucking her? serious? He crippled her for, like, three books. Do you remember like, when she had her knee problem? Yeah, and for what? For what? We love when women are used as a plot device. <laughs> anyway. I've actually thought of something. Yeah. Now that we talk about Kerry beating up drive through men. Yeah. There's a lot of violence in these books. Yeah. And it's... The cherub system really breeds children to be violent. They, it surely does. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I did think that there would be a lot more fighting, a lot of more physical fighting as an adult as well. You know, I thought quicksand, yeah. as I said last time, quicksand, scorpions. Fist fighting. Fist fighting. I think in Cheating. some circles it is. Because I've heard of, like, boys that are fighters. Like, every time they get drunk, they want to fight. I fucking hate those boys. Don't drink. Um, I was in a fight it. once. Were you? Yeah. What happened? Um, this guy was beating up my friend, and <sighs> so I um, pushed him in the stomach and ran away. <laughs> and when was that? This was three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you pushed in him in the, in the stomach? Pushed him hard. Did, you, did he fall over? Yeah. Why was he beating up your friend? I don't know. No one knows. Oh, my God. It was scary. That's really scary. You really started that story as a, as a light-hearted and... But you could call me, you know, I think it was a cherub agent of me coming out. My morals, <laughs> they they flung into action. It became kind you of, know, yeah. I realise I'm a fighter, not a fighter. Yeah. Actually, that's not true of both. <laughs> you said <laughs> a fight, little fight, fight and then a and lot then of flight. flight. <laughs> yeah. That's normally my go-to, too. Yeah, a teeny tiny bit of fight. Just a little fight. Until there's a little bit of pushback and then then I run away. Big flight. Yeah. Fly to the hills. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Especially as a five foot two man. (laughs) Are you five two? No. (laughs) I was like, five three. (laughs) (laughs) I would also. I've brought up Kerry, Lauren. I'm getting things off my chest. As we said, it's catharsis. We're going through character by character and our issues. Um, Kyle. Oh, lest we forget Kyle. Yeah. I have very mixed feelings so on like, Kyle as a character. I don't know if we've actually really introduced Kyle. Yeah. So Kyle is the person that kind of recruited James yep. in the first book. Yeah. He's probably like three years, two, three years older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of, he's kind of like an older brother to James. And Would you be, say? And, and best friend. And best friend. Yeah. yeah. They're definitely best friends. Um... But he's also gay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's a gay. He's he's one of the gays. Yeah. Um, you know, we considered putting Cherub in the Call Me By Your Name episode, but... 
Because the thing is, Cherub really says gay rights and gay, rights. Um, gay call, representation. And call me by your name, doesn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, he he is a major mm. gay character. Which, on one hand, awesome to have in an action-packed, ma- straight male-centric. Yeah book series mm-hmm. for young boys yep. and showing him as like not a mega side character but the main character's best BFF, friend best yeah. friend yep you know I thought that was really cool and I also liked that they showed James's journey that of, he didn't initially accept it yeah and he was he just sort of struggled with it when he first found I out I really liked that I thought that it was I could, also thinking about who it's like the books are targeted to yeah, yeah. I think there's probably quite a lot of people in the early 2000s a lot of young boys that would struggle with and accepting a gay friend yeah and it was good to see it was like I think it would have been a bit trite if they went if James was just all of a sudden especially not because it would be not a good thing to do in the book it wouldn't be true to who James is yes. who is kind of morally bankrupt and like quite a prejudiced person yes yeah. and so to have that kind of arc where it's got this kind of confusion denial kind of five stages of grief five, yeah. A- yeah and then and then acceptance and then it continues for like four bucks you know like yeah 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 I, I think that was good and I really like that it sort of shows the path to acceptance for young boys that might be going mm-hmm. through a similar thing yeah and also for gay boys I mean I can't imagine what gay boys felt <laughs> reading this but yeah I you imagine, can only speculate I imagine mm-hmm. that what they were feeling hypothetically hypothetically this is um, you'd probably have a better grasp on this than I would but <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like they would also find a lot of comfort mm. in being like Hey, I can have straight boyfriends. Yeah. And yeah. they won't hate me. Yeah. And even if it looks seems like they will, yeah. if they're my real friend They won't. They won't. Yeah. They'll come around to it and they'll just be like, it's fine, it's just yeah. part of who they are. Yeah. You know? Definitely. So I, I liked that. But what then at the same problems? time I've so many. <laughs> at the same time the way that Kyle was treated outside mm-hmm. of his relationship with James was poorly. Was shit. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Kyle was also, my initial thing was Kyle was constantly punished and sidelined yeah. and basically given nothing to do. Yeah. He was just, he was basically just James's gay best friend. Yeah. For the whole GBF. series. Yeah. yeah. I also don't love how stereotypical he, his characterization was. He was always described as kind of weak and weedy. Do you remember that? Mm, yeah, he was. And pretty and he like. He was twink. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't say Kyle the twink uh, Kyle a twink says <laughs> a, a twink blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I would have loved that but I don't know it seemed very token mm. you know and there was yeah, never that much there was so much discussion about who James thought was fit and who blah 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 blah. but there wasn't really any meaningful romance romance if you will no for Kyle but then at the same time giving Robert much more the absolute least benefit of the doubt yeah it was the early 2000s and I'll tell you what he did a whole lot more than Twilight yeah Divergent Hunger Games any of that sort of shit he had an explicitly gay teenage character and he had a reasonably diverse cast like yep good yeah you know and i i absolutely appreciate that and yeah it was a little stereotypical but at least he was there and i did actually i had such a soft spot for kyle kyle's one of my favorites i liked 
how he was kind of obsessed with doing crime, especially since there's been that... Be gay, do crime. Be gay, do crime <laughs> trend. Maybe, do you think that started with Robert Muchmore? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> he did so much crime and he was very gay, so... <laughs> Is Robert Muchmore gay? No, 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 Kyle. <laughs> that would be a plot twist That would be a was. plot twist. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know what... I don't know if he likes the boys, if you will. He oh, might. boys sound gross. The men. When does an adult start calling people men and women? That never Because I exists. can't see that. I don't know. But there is like a point where it becomes inappropriate and I don't yeah. know where that point is. Is it now? Are we? Somebody tell us. Are you a girl or a woman? What do you prefer? I don't feel like a woman. I do feel like a... But I don't feel like a girl. I think I probably do feel like a woman. Yeah. I feel like... I think it's kind of infantizing. If I f- some, like, I would... I wouldn't mind if girls said, oh, you know, she's one of the girls, or, like, this really lovely girl. I wouldn't mind, but I wouldn't... I don't know. Actually, I don't know. I feel like it's almost, like, I would prefer to be called a man, mm-hmm. but then as a collective... Boys. boys. Yep. You know? Yep. We're a collective group of boys. Collective group of men just sounds aggressive. Yeah. Probably because men are aggressive and trash and men, stupid. they are. <laughs> yeah. But I just feel like a group of boys... Or lads. The boys. <laughs> lads, lads, lads. Lads on tour. Okay. Um, they did kick out Kyle, which I don't like. They did kick out Kyle, but I don't know. I'm not that upset about the kicking out of Kyle because he was also 17. And so yeah. Zara was like, you're 17. You broke the rules. You can either do punishment for a few months and then maybe do one more mission or just leave now. Yeah. And go study law. Yeah. Kind of like me. Yeah. <laughs> What if I was a cheerub agent? You'd never know. Yes, I would. No, you, you can't wouldn't. keep anything from me. I'm trying to think of one thing I can keep <laughs> from you. <laughs> can't. You are very busy, though. You do kind of have lots of appointments. Serious oh. appointments. But there's no cherubs after 17. How old do you think I am? 17. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would like to talk about summer holidays in the Mediterranean <laughs> oh my gosh their summer hostel mm-hmm. that was straight up vibes like they had this so they had like three months of summer and if you went on a mission you could go to summer vacation and t- they had this big fancy hostel right on the beach in like Spain or something they didn't so say nice. it was classified yeah and they used to go on like a like a army plane yeah which I thought was so spicy and they had like um quad bikes and there was the sea and they it was the best it was so good it was I the best reading it and being like oh, it feels like the summer it- so whoa 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 la power all copyright goes to lord um just you know we gotta cover up <laughs> just acts. gotta cover up acts. yeah absolutely but I, I just reckon like really generally cherub life outside mm-hmm. I don't think the um, the missions would have actually been fun I actually think that would have been really difficult really and traumatic stressful and stressful as well. but cherub life outside of the mission sounded fucking lit, lit. Can, the lit. dojo the dojo the paintball the games the paintball with the games eggs. the one that, that one was so good and it went on for like five chapters as well lit. and they, they they had night vision goggles yes they did and they were in this kind of it was all of the cherub agents that were there were in this kind of soundscape not soundscape 
they're in this landscape and it was night had fallen okay yeah. they didn't know where they were and it was capture the flag but also with eggs and if you broke the eggs you lost it was with eggs and paintball, and paintball guns. guns and the paintball guns weren't even paintball guns they were real guns with paintball in them yeah so they hurt yeah and it was awesome. It was the best. It was so good. And I was like, ah, yeah, fuck yeah, let's go and yeah, do yeah. it. And then I did a paintball after that, and I hated it. Yeah. Hated it. I haven't done Hate it. Paintball. I'd like to do it, but I also think, what's the point? It seems it's awful. What was bad about it? Well, when I was, I think I did it when I was maybe 10 or 11, mm-hmm. and um, it was sort of a public paintball game, so there were yeah. other people in it apart from the people I was with. Mm-hmm. And um, a Norwegian man... <laughs> Um, stood so you're supposed to stand like you have six to be feet a, away, yeah, like a certain, a certain amount, a certain diff- so that you don't actually hurt. He someone. he went, he took it seriously, and he, he said, decided f- to go for point blank I'm kill into this my fucking boy, into my spine, into your spine. He into my spine you with, with a, from a paper probably gun. like thirty centimeters. Oh behind my god! Me. Ow. Who would even do that to an eleven to year old a boy, a child? And so I got a massive welt on my back. Oh my god! And I've never gone again. Oh my god! Oh my god! And I my love d- how you like. But then my dad yelled at him, and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you like. I would have been such a good cheerleader agent, but you couldn't hack it. Not even the paintball. One small bruise, and I'm like, I, I can't think do I would it again. actually really love it. I think I would become incredibly competitive, and I would kill everyone. What do you think? For you? Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> I don't see it for you. Okay. Um, I see you getting competitive, but then when somebody else gets really competitive, I see you getting angry. Not even angry, probably upset. Yeah. Ang- Depends who it is. Angry, Some people then would upset, get angry at, yeah. And then when you start losing, give up. Yeah, I do give up. <laughs> so I feel like, but if you win, you feel great and you yeah. love it. You know? I'm a big fan of not subscribing to the sunk cost fallacy, if you will. Yeah. Okay, give up. Like, honestly. I love giving up. <laughs> <laughs> it gives me such a thrill. It gives me such a thrill. It's Especially when you when you do a secret give up and nobody knows you've actually given up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, when yeah, it's yeah. kind of a private thing. Like like reading a book or something and you're like, I'm just going to stop reading this now. It. It and no one knows. It has the same kind of like absolutely f- like exhilarating thrill of not wanting to go to something so, so badly and then somebody cancelling on you. Yeah. It's the same kind of like, you don't know what I would have done. Like, So good. Oh my god, I love it. I love that thrill. I love life. Oh my god, I'm so happy for you. (laughs) We need to talk about Bethany being slut shamed. Oh my god, do we ever? Okay, so we talked about our problems with Kerry and Dana. Yeah. Those problems are quadruple fold for Bethany. Minuscule in in terms of Bethany. You know, we talk about we talk about the discourse around Kerry hatred. Bethany, Bethany you would literally think that Bethany was the devil reincarnated. Literally, there's evil posts that are like wench. Bethany, stupid, evil, worst, worst ugly, person ever, witchy, stupid, slut, bitch, whore. whorebag, cunt and I'm face. Like, she was thirteen. Okay, so essentially. <laughs> Bethany is Lauren's best friend. Yeah. Okay. And she's a girly girl, yeah. which is portrayed very poorly in the books. Um, portrayed as um, something that she should be. Masculinity. She should be Internalized misogyny check. Yeah. Okay. And James just fucking hates her because he's like, Lauren, you're so much cooler than her. Like, why are you friends with a girly girl? And Bethany's like, haha, I don't care. I'm hot. Like, yeah. shut up. And there's this relationship that, he, that she gets into with 
James's friend Bruce, and she's like thirteen or fourteen, and they're having sex, and yeah. he's sixteen. Yeah. And not long after that, she gets just kicked out of Cherub. Right at the end of the series. Yeah, gets kicked out. For having sex and, with him. Yeah, and... He stays. Bruce yeah, stays. Even though... Well, statutory rape. Even though it should have been the complete other way around. Absolutely. <sighs> Bethany. She deserved better. And she was a funny character, too. She was quirky and kind of zany. And just what sort, of, mes- just what sort of message is that? Yeah. To be sending to teenage boys who are and reading at the even, same age as Bruce Norris. Yeah. And so not even... It's not even that she's stereotypically a girl and that's why people hate her. It's that there's this discourse from James all of the time, every time she comes up. Just as James is like, Dana with the big tits. Huge jugs, ginormous boobs. Bethany slut face. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. She's just, she's just portrayed as, it's just woman hating. It, it is. She's an avenue to, to hate on. It's misogyny. The most. It's misogyny. On, on, literally. On yeah. just in anything that could be feminine mm-hmm. such as a woman wanting to have sex a woman wanting yeah. to enjoy womanly things yeah. and it's just like what an evil wench terrible polish, person awful bitch dye. she deserves to not get anything good in the world yeah. like and also James you're a shit brother okay if 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 Lauren has a friend that she loves and she wants to be friends with her get the fuck over it if we've learned that anything is it's that James is a toxic toxic man let's boy. talk about James a little more okay He's toxic, toxic man. <laughs> he really, he, I, I, I appreciate him as a character. Oh, I think yeah. he's really something fun for Robert to work with. Yeah. But I don't know, I don't know if he thinks, I don't, I don't think James is intentionally morally bankrupt. I, think, I don't know if he is. I think that some of the things he does yeah. is, such as beating the up a cheating, child. beating up a child. Yeah. Like, those sorts of things, I think that Robert was like, oh, we're going to add some nuance to his character. Yeah. But then also, he's just a shit person. But all, at the same time, he's also a kid. He is a child, yeah. He's a, he's a kid. And so I quite like... I would have preferred more character growth yeah i would have preferred more like he and starts off being like some. tits tits boobs ass girls girls fuck me now yeah <laughs> you know starts out like that and then by the end of the book but he's that- like whoa girls are human too that's so weird yeah and he's like whoa i like spending time with carrie i don't just want to fuck her all the time yeah but you don't get that instead you get like it's a plot twist that he doesn't cheat when he leaves to college but what about he continues to slush slush name slush name Bethany <laughs> be prop <laughs> Bethany yeah and like he just uh, it's just not enough for me I'm just having a little ex- like severe existential dread right now just cause oh. just cause of the breathers in Dunedin Oh, you know what I mean. I think the breathers in Dunedin we solely exist because it. James exists. We joke about it, but they are like, "Oh my god, you're nice too." What? Yeah. I just wanted to smix with you. You can talk. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of tension in the studio, <laughs> and by the studio I mean my bedroom. <laughs> but yeah, breathers. James walked, so breathers could run. But exactly. in the bad way. Yeah, absolutely. Straight down to hell. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I do really appreciate the fact that he is a bad person. Yeah, me too. Through and through. Yeah. He's a bad person. And, he's, he and has, other people are shown as better than him. There are and some I like that. redeeming qualities. Mostly how much he loves Lauren. Yeah. He really loves her. and He's he loyal. Did, he did, yeah, he's, absolutely, he's so loyal. 
um, he perseveres yep. through tri- um, through triumph. What he has, he Hardship. did had to, he had to work on himself a lot. Yeah, during the series, um, he had to work on his anger management issues, yep. for example, which I thing, thought was a very I cool journey for him to go on. I go do through. say that he's morally bankrupt. I don't think that he is entirely, and he is a product of his upbringing. Oh yeah, which I think is maybe it should have been talked about more. I think that would have made more sense with yeah. him as a character because it's very glossed over but he obviously had a traumatic childhood and then he's been thrust into the world of being a spy and the second year that he's there he literally kills someone yeah like so maybe we can think of him for being up? a shit boyfriend and a yeah. bad person but actually you know talking about sort of his upbringing mm-hmm. I would like to kind of talk about how this book plays with mm-hmm. you know a recurring theme here on required reading, yep. class, class and class differences. Yeah. And I would like to talk about how lower class deficits in yep. society, that is all in quotation marks, by the way, okay. uh, are assets in cherub. Yep. Things like resourcefulness, craftiness, perseverance, yep. craftiness, um, just willing to do the hard yards yep. for yourself and for the greater good you know like those are things that you don't that people in the lower class mm-hmm. in england yeah as is portrayed in cherub have yeah and basically everybody in the book comes from a lower class family yeah they do you know basically everybody because cherub agents are chosen yeah because they think because people think they're going to be good at it and they're all lower class yeah and i really i appreciate that absolutely and i think that, that would have probably been a great thing for somebody who is of who comes from a poor family? Yeah, to and rereading. It was you know? absolutely enhanced by the fact that James James's mother was a criminal. Yeah, and it was obvious that they had money when she died, but yeah. it didn't sound like they always had money, and that's why she became a crim- criminal. Is she was a single mother for James? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it's a really good point about class. Yeah, and I think it's a good, good portrayal. Yeah, I just think it's quite. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of. Th- I'm not sh- entirely sure if that was intentional on yeah. Robert Muchmore's part, but I appreciated it yep. nonetheless, and I thought it was cool. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was cool too. I think James James's perfect mission, quite frankly. We've talked a lot about James. Yeah. I think he would in- infiltrate incels perfectly. God, wouldn't he just? Can you imagine? Yeah. Like, He'd be so good at that. He would be the best. He would also infiltrate... Oh, my God. Edit this out. Don't say it. I'm not going to say it. KKK. <laughs> he is a perfect scaffold for neo-Nazi doesn't missions. He jo- doesn't he join one? Is he in a neo-Nazi mission? No. Is he? I swear he is. He is a skinhead at one point. No. The only one that kind of talks about Nazism is the Fuhrer. Is the Fuhrer. Isn't it a near Nazi? Yeah, I think so. Maybe, maybe he, maybe he's just going to hear in that book. Oh, I don't sure. know. <laughs> but yeah, he would be great. On a more light-hearted note, how much do you want to get your hands on a dossier? God, more than I can express. Like, honestly, Seriously, it was the highlight of the book for me when when they were like, "James, you're going on a mission." That wasn't what I was excited about. It was when they handed over that thick book of. A dense information. 
fucking that up. you are not allowed to photocopy or take out of the mission control rooms. You had to memorize it. But James always took it, which means that we as the reader got to see it. And it always like cut away. And I was like, no, you need to give me every single detail. Give me give me an accompanying book, Robert yep. Muchmore. What is the exact the dossiers. Facts, which is the dossiers. Yep. I would like it. I would like to read it. I just every time it was like cracked to me. The the sex and the dossiers. God, I would say dossiers number one, six, six number, two, number two, and then number three, paintball, paintball, <laughs> a paintball, or maybe, or maybe, um, like the food fights. The food, food fights. Food fights. There are a few food fights. Food fights sound real fun. I'd hate it. I'd, I'd absolutely hate it. Hate I it. genuinely couldn't think of anything worse. Literally, worst nightmare. I would dirty, icky, and gross. Like, can you imagine if we were just an un- union grill oh. eating our lunch, and then a food fight started? It literally seemed to chill down my spine. That would be disgusting. If you threw a f- a, some kind of food at someone, you would like. You just have the maximum. You just have the maximum penalty that the justice system can provide. It's over for you, bitches. Um, We have this small point in our notes that I we don't really want to. It's a big discussion to be had, and we can't really be bothered, quite frankly. And it's we're already long. It's it's already it's already too long here. So, so we're just going to read out what we wrote in our notes, and it is Mister Large, gay, and bad person. How can you be both? <laughs> gay and a bad person. It's impossible. How can you be both? I Name one gay person who's bad. He is such a bad person, though. Who? Mr. Large. Mr. Large. Yeah, That's Mr. Large is person. a shit person. Who's that? Any other gay sort of bad person? I genuinely can't think of anyone. There's exactly. definitely someone. Oh, who's the mass murderer? Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty bad, I suppose. Was he really gay, though? He would stalk his victims at gay clubs. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Trixie Mattel <laughs> once said that um, she used to host a show at the club that he used to hunt at. Oh, my God. <laughs> Imagine that. God, Trixie oh Mattel. What a life. Icon. I'd love Legend to write a novel star. about Trixie Mattel. I'd like to meet her. And Katya. Now it's time for our favourite segment. Yeah. Our absolute um, favourite scene. It's oh, just I, the best. Honestly, I wish it was the whole podcast. Honestly, um, this one was a little bit different. Mm. Okay, because when we did Percy Jackson, we got a lot of adult readers yep. contributing to the discussion. We yep. got a really, we got a lot of nuanced responses. Yeah. Um, Same from with there. Emma. Same Emma with was Emma. a lot of fan fiction. Like, it was people being really earnest with the. People taking, taking the fan seriously. material really seriously. And I like that. I um, appreciated it. We didn't see anyone, which was the, the first time, we didn't see anyone on Reddit asking for a specific Funko Pop. No. And you know what? The Cherub one was a little bit weird. Yeah. I must say. It was very intense. Um, I also... I was a... I don't think that the readership has aged. It's still 10-year-old boys. Do you reckon? Because it was almost solely memes. But I... <laughs> there was nothing else. It was solely memes, and it was just memes of the plot. Yep, like, that's true. None of it was very funny or interesting. It was just memes of the plot. But I think... But some the, of them were funny. The people that really <laughs> worshipped at the altar of James Adams yeah. would be making those memes. Yeah. I just, I just wanted some... I don't know. I wanted some juicier content. Yeah, fair enough. But hey, Did I just found some goodies. Very far, far? I scrolled down so far. I think I got two years worth oh of Reddit God. posts. I'm excited. I haven't seen any of the Reddit rabbit holes. Yeah. So he- he- here's what I've got. 
here's what I've got. So this first one yeah. is a meme. Mm-hmm. It's a meme, so I'm just going to describe it. Yeah. It's things that will never happen. We've got humans counting past 1.5 billion. Yeah. Fictional characters being real. Surviving life without food or water. And then James being faithful. <laughs> <laughs> So true. These are the facts of life. Exactly. I mean, and you know what? Off that same, the same vein, we've got a picture of a man jumping. Oh my gosh, And both of his legs are sort of jumping into a split. And then we've got another photo of the same man. High school hallway, I think. High school hallway. We've got another photo of the same man sort of balancing himself between two walls. (laughs) And then we've got the floor is. James being a faithful boy, <laughs> and I am here for the James, James slander. slander. I'm love here for that. It. Love that part of the Cherub I love slandering characters. Same. So we'll just wait until Harry Potter. I've got so much slander in me. Oh my for that. gosh! You think this is gonna be the, a long episode, girlie? You just we're gonna wait. have to split that one into seven. <laughs> seven good. Horcruxes. It's gonna be okay. a whole season. Okay, so this is. This is probably one of my favorite posts, and you know, it's a good question. It's a good question to be asking. Mm-hmm. I just struggle with the um, vocabulary that they used. Yeah. So the title is, How Big is the Main Building in Layman's Terms? (laughs) He didn't want meterage. He wanted (laughs) layman's terms, okay? Because he says, because it has to house all the agents and stuff, plus include amenities. Does anyone have a good frame of reference? (laughs) Oh, Did they that. not study the map in the front of the first book? Um, honestly. Honestly. Some people just don't even try. And they don't learn. Yeah. Either. All right, I've got another one. <laughs> and this this was posted, yep. I think, like three years ago. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thank God. I'm 99% sure Tom Holland has brought the, the rights to the chair of books <laughs> and is working on a script. <laughs> Oh my god! Three years ago, I am dead in a ditch and passed away. <laughs> he's he's ninety nine percent sure that Tom Holland's done it. He's not entirely sure. No one told him, but he's just pretty sure. Ninety nine percent sure that Tom Holland's done it. He's vibed it up, yeah. and the vibes are in our favour. <laughs> yeah, the vibes facts enough. Seriously, do you think Tom Holland will be James? He's like twenty two, but he looks about four. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Hollywood is so wild and wacky that they would be like, Tom Holland, Casting you're Holland. James. Kate Winslet, you're Lauren. Let's say, hey, you know the, the new Gossip Girl and everyone's literally about 30. <laughs> <laughs> and two of those characters are 14. And they go, who do you think believes, who believes this? I Who's know. the target demographic? We all know that these are adults. And then there's the problematic bit of sex scenes, which doesn't seem weird in the shows because they're adult actors. Yeah. But then you're like, hold on, these are 14-year-old characters. Like Pretty Little Lies, Lies, which I didn't even watch, but Aria was in there and she was like 15 and she was having sex with one of the teachers. And everyone was like, it's so romantic. And they got married at the end. Weird. So weird. Creepy. Fuck that for a joke. Anyway, so <laughs> this is my last Reddit post. Okay. All right. So we've got the the heading of the post mm-hmm. is Cherub Actors. Yeah. Because they're kind of a, a fantasy caster. Well, you think. Kind okay. of. Oh, in a okay. way. In a way. So we've got... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm excited. We've got... 
I'm a blonde-haired, smallish, 12-year-old boy, and I want a series. If they need an actor for James, they should ask me. (laughs) (laughs) It's his own casting call. I need you to repeat the start. I was in shock. I'm a blonde-haired, smallish, 12-year-old boy, and I want a series. (laughs) If they need an actor for James, they should ask me. Oh my god! But I love that he's just there? putting the vibe. He's he's putting, he's putting on. He's out. manifesting. Okay, he's yeah. manifesting a series. And do you know he who says, that person was? Who was it? Tom Holland. He bought. <laughs> 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 oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I love no. Reddit so much. <laughs> I don't know who that person was, oh. but my god! You know, you miss every shot you don't take. So you good totally on him. do. Seriously, that reminds me of when I was about seven. When we used to drive around in the car and we'd listen to the Dixie, the Dixie Chicks. Sorry, they're now the Chicks. Yeah. And I would wind the windows down in Australia because I just heard the story about Delta Goodrum scouting someone who was singing in like a like a an alleyway, mm. and I was like, I am the next big thing, and so. <laughs> Every time we went anywhere, I'd wind the windows down and kind of put my face out towards the window and sing to the music. <laughs> just, so that, just in case someone would hear me. That was like when I was... And I would be scattered. But you know what I didn't think of was that I was seven years old. And also in a moving car. And also in a moving car. They Del- wouldn't hear the imagine music, if Delta they- Goodrum heard you was like, wait, no, stop that car! <laughs> and so like, you have to imagine that it's a seven-year-old... Seven-year-olds with no trainings, their voice, without any music, because the music would be in the car, with their head out the window. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, when I was in year six, yeah. I was in like my school choir. Yeah. And I wasn't guessing. I was certain yeah. that when we released our choir album, because we did, we what? released a choir album. <laughs> well, like, it we went into print it. or, like, it was just a, just we a recorded CD? CDs, could, yeah. Just for parents. And you could buy them at the school reception. <laughs> <laughs> Going platinum. <laughs> yeah. Um, when we released that, I, I knew yeah. that my voice would carry through that recording and somebody would listen to it and go, who's that boy? Who's that? Who's that? Ethereal Find me voice. that falsetto. <laughs> the falsetto child. <laughs> Did you know that I was on um, Praise Be, the what? Christian choir show? <laughs> I've suppressed this. When I was in Choral, which is like elite choir in high school. <laughs> we, and they elite said, choir. They said, we'd love you to sing Alleluia, if you will. Yeah. Um... And we'd like you to do it in Timorous St. Paul's Basilica Cathedral. And it's we, a nice building. It's beautiful. It's actually beautiful. It's like the one beautiful thing in Timor. It's gorgeous. And Millennial Park. <laughs> Centennial. <laughs> oh, Centennial close enough. Park. <laughs> same, same, or to be honest. Or as locals call it, the scenic. The scenic reserve. <laughs> and we went Love in there part. and they recorded us. Um, and we were all excited to be on television and there was a lot of kind of Jesus talk and it was cool and we were like cool 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 and the video comes up and everybody is smiling and singing and I look like somebody has run over my cat (laughs) right before I got there you have never seen me look more depressed and more angry and upset and like I'm crying than in that video and I was ridiculed from the, the members of the crowd especially the altos and mezzos had things to say Anything to bring down a soprano. Yeah. Do you know when I realised I was the main character? What? When? This was in the same year six. It was my choir oh, year. It was a big year for Charlie. Big year. And um, it was at our end of year assembly and the choir was performing and 
I was in a sling. And the head, the head <laughs> of the pie. My arm was in a sling. My arm was in a sling, and the teacher you says, sling, "You went in a big hammock." And the teacher said, "You're gonna need to go to the front in order for you to move." And I and said, he said, "Say no more, Mister B. Don't mind if I bloody do." And I stood at the front of the stage, and I said, "This is my moment." <laughs> I am wild, but I am free. <laughs> and the rest is history. <laughs> oh. All right, so I think it's time. Yeah. To maybe judge a book. But what should we judge it by? I'm sick of judging things by their blurbs and yeah. their recommendations and their plots. Exactly. And I I know it's controversial, if you will, but we've got to judge it by its cover. And now for the part of the show where Charlie and Amy literally judge a book by its cover. That's right. <laughs> it's judge a book. By its cover. Yeah, that's where we judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Um, okay, so today we've got actually a pretty popular book that probably a lot of people have heard of, but neither of us and have read. One of our avid and favourite listeners, Jessie, has yeah. just read it at the moment. She Did she like it? Yeah, but well, no, but we can't. I can't disclose that because then oh, we would be judging it by. You can't disclose that confidential information. I also okay. can't disclose that my dad loved it. So Fuck. Did, so did my sister. <laughs> Fuck. We've exposed ourselves. I'm sorry. We can't go to UBS. Um, at the moment, which is our go-to well, hunting spot. As we've said, we're recording in lockdown at the moment, so we did just have to get something from my room. Yeah, we did think about committing illegal acts in the name of the podcast, but we decided... Hey, maybe better keep not. that for another maybe time. Not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we need to save up our illegal activity. So yeah. we've got The Dry by Jane Harper. Yeah. And Amy, what are we looking at? So... There's kind of a gradient, there's kind of a night sky at the top with the stars are out. Okay, it's not just black. So the night sky kind of um, fades into, I think it's kind of, uh, it looked like a mountain landscape, but it kind of honestly looks like dirt. Looking closer, I think it's kind of a swarm of birds. Um, And then at the bottom, we just have some kind of very dry grass. Yeah. Or straw or hay or something. Something of that and, nature. Um it just says the dry and then subtitle A Desperate Act in a Small Town with Big Secrets. Jane Harper. And about twenty million, million stickers. stickers. There is there is seven fake stickers and one real sticker. That is so excessive. But they're all oh, it's like winner of the Ned Kelly Awards, winner of Indie Book of the Year. Gold dagger, crime. It sounds like they did a lot, and I can see why they wanted to put the stickers on. I can see it because the cover sucks. The cover is so the co- bad. The cover looks like a fucking James Patterson Lee Child small town yeah, mystery Lee Child, airport absolutely. book. It you know? really does look like something. But you'd then it runs the indie book of the year award. And that is thing, a plot twist I would not see coming. There's kind of some cloudage over the grass and before the night sky, kind of in the middle, and, and kind of a swarm of, I think, birds. But to be honest, it just looks like a, a, smudge, a, dirty, a dirty stain. Smudge. Like it looks, and it's like over the words. And also, name a single pretty colour in this in this cover. Can't. No, it's uggo. They're, they're all uggo. Every single colour is uggo. I like the font. It's a, I use a similar font for art. Yeah, for the, the f- old artwork that I did. Yeah, the font is last nice. season. The font, the font well, is I'll good. I'll give it that. Look, look at the back. I hate it. Oh, it's only $20, though. Pretty good price. We bought... We, <laughs> it's a great price for a book. You don't get a book for $20. It's no. a 10-hour experience. They're normally 23 Hell yeah. And I would like to say it's from Bay Hill Books, my favourite bookstore in Timaru, if you will. Shout out Bay Hill! <laughs> 
Tyrone. Bay Hill Tigers. <laughs> Tigers. Bay Hill just kind of sounds like an American high school. Yeah, fair <laughs> You know? Um, okay, what are we going to rate this? Let's say it at the same time by... Out um, of how num- many? Uh, how many watts out of how many watts? I reckon we go with 13 um, dirty stains. See, I was going to say eight stickers. How m- out of how many dirty stains, how many of them are stickers? 13 dirty stains. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> out of 13 s- stickers, yeah. how many of them are dirty stains? Okay. Three, two, one, Three. ten. Wait. Wait. Wait, is that good Dirty or bad? Sands is bad. Oh, okay. Three, Three two, two, one. Three. <laughs> You get oh the idea. God. It's a three well, it's out of the thirteen. Same. We're, we're saying the same thing. <laughs> we're saying that it's we're saying the same. It's a three out of thirteen. Three it? bads out of thirteen. Yeah, three but bads. it's ten goods out of a good thirteen. What? That's why we're saying the same thing. <laughs> we agree. And it's the, roughly very good. The general idea. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, well, I said very good, but I, I'm. Oh my god! Wait, no, I mean it's. T- I mean like bad. I've got to confess. What? I was not making that judgment by its cover. I was definitely judging it by the things that asked me. Oh my god! <gasps> I, f- I feel like I've committed a crime. Required reading has recently lost one of its hosts. <laughs> <laughs> I can just feel that Radio One's gonna draw me into the office and say look this is the final straw you will be severely told off for this yeah and i'll cry and they'll say that's okay don't do it again yeah yeah i'd like to i'd like to revoke my my statement and i'd like to instead say that i also feel like it's a three it's just a shit cover the only good thing is is the amount of awards that it's won yes obviously the typography yeah Oh my god, the margin in the top is gross. Look how big it Ooh, is. I hate the margin Look how ratio. The margin at the bottom is so much smaller. Ooh. Ooh. The chapter the ch- half, oh the, my god. half the page it's, is empty. It's like and then two it just thirds. goes chapter fourteen straight into the words. Hate That's it. Ugo. Hate it. We will be reading the book though. It sounds really good. Yeah, it does sound really good. Um okay, so um I think that's all for today's mm-hmm. episode um thank you so much everybody for listening yep. um once again we'd like to thank uh, ubs for sponsoring Woo! this episode so head over to www.unibooks.co.nz or go see them in person if we're still in lockdown when this comes out you can always click and collect and order your books online yep. um always remember to support local and support indie yeah so yeah we'll see you next time where we are going to be talking about New Zealand books. Yeah. We've got a poetry collection. And New Zealand women's books. New Zealand. Yeah, we do. Wahine, all, if you will. They sure are. Yeah. Wow, how cool. So, I love you so much. I literally am in love with you. I'm giving you a big cuddle I'm, right now. Oh my gosh, I just... I'm, yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us in my bedroom. Yeah. Okay. Love you, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. There's heaps more at r1.co.nz.